Hey legends, welcome to yet another week of the Virtus Performance Podcast. So today's episode is a little bit different. We are... Kaz is here with Donuts, so hello Kaz. Hey. You look a bit nervous. I just take a donut, I've got to get out. <laughs> I'm not actually doing an episode, I'm just doing the intro. Take You're going to be on it. Today's episode is a little bit different, so... Last, or a couple of weeks ago, I featured on a, another podcast called The Conscious Podcast, and to be honest, I had a whole lot of fun. It was awesome sitting here being asked the questions rather than being on the other end of it. Uh, it was nice to be able to kind of center in and, and have a real conversation about my whys and my hows and, and I guess my hopes and dreams and desires and all that big kind of exciting stuff. So yeah. Today's episode is that episode because, well, I'm lazy and didn't get a guest for this week, so I'm my guest. Really, really scraping the bottom of the barrel now. So before we get into it, if you have been enjoying the podcast, please share, subscribe, do all that kind of stuff. Uh, throw it out to people you love. I think it's Father's Day. Oh, no, it's going to be Father's Day like a week ago. Well, if you didn't get your dad anything, send him this podcast. Or if you did, bonus gift. What a time to be alive. Yeah, here we go. Let's get stuck in. (laughs) Hey, Conscious fam. Welcome to the 24th episode of the Conscious Podcast. On this episode, I caught up with my good friend, Lachlan Wallace. Lockie is CEO and founder of the holistic excellence and wellness hub, Virtus Performance, host of the Virtus Podcast, strength and conditioning coach, and an all-round top guy. We speak about some juicy topics including the pursuit of excellence, living a purposeful life, why pain and struggle is important in our journey, widening your perspective, knowing your standards, learning from every person and situation, doing you, and so much more, plus some awesome tangible tips to optimize your life. I first met Lockie when I featured on the Virtus podcast, episode 32, I think it was. Since that conversation, I've always wanted to get Lockie on the podcast, and I'm so glad I did. A very inspiring human doing a lot of good things. I really enjoyed this, and I hope you do too. Welcome to The Conscious Pod. My name is Carlo Cirillo and this is your place to cultivate wisdom, awareness, life insights to raise your being and become more conscious in your daily life. Lockie, how are you, man? Mate, doing very, very well. Awesome. What have you been up to today? Uh, coached a little bit this morning, had a sleep in, my nice. weekly sleep in. It's the two hours of the week. That I give to myself no matter what. Mm-hmm. So it was a very nice morning. So every Thursday is your scheduled sleep in. Scheduled sleep in. Usually I don't get to work till ten or eleven, but one of the boys wanted to train, so got in at nine. So it's good morning. Nice. You didn't schedule that for a Sunday to be like the, uh, the no, normal. S- <laughs> Sunday's mostly a sleep in, but every now and again, um, work calls or yep. KP my partner calls, and we do something cool on a Sunday. So Sunday's for brunch. Sunday is definitely brunch. for brunch. Brunch and coffee. Yeah. Um, every day is coffee, catching up though. with people. Yeah, every, mate. Every day. <laughs> I've had more coffees this morning than you'd like to know, I think. <laughs> two for me, that's all. Just two. Uh, <laughs> what are you most excited about in life right now? What am I most excited about? It's a tough question. Um, this conversation would probably be number one. Yep. I think it's really easy to focus down the road, mm-hmm. but... Um, the things that are right in front of me. So this conversation, uh, the afternoon I've got ahead of me coaching, football training tonight, whatever happens tomorrow. Um, yeah, but on a, on a deeper level, I'm excited for connection and impact. Um, yep. Excited to connect with cool people and do cool shit with them. Awesome. Yeah. And we actually met, was it a year ago? Just under a year ago? Yeah, it would have probably been... I've been doing the podcast for about 65 weeks, so a year and a bit. So I think you were, what, 20-something? Yep. So maybe about nine months ago? Around there. So that was the first time we met yeah. um, through mutual amazing friend, Ed. Cheers and, to you, um, Ed. Yeah. So on the Virtus Performance Podcast. Yeah, the Virtus Podcast. Virtus Podcast. And uh, that was an awesome chat. That was There's good. Three people on, yeah. in the podcast. That was It was interesting dynamic. That was the only time I've done that. Ed contributed about 8% of the conversation, so... Yeah. 
He was, was mostly he just was us. there just to have a beer. That Mor- was moral support. Yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> just to did. make sure we didn't get off target. <laughs> <off track, laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, that was the last time I seen you as well because I've been uh, up in Muldura. And now, boy. yeah, and then coming down this weekend, I was like, definitely got to have a chat. We're at Hobber in Praran and uh, great location. So I know a little bit about you, and obviously from listening to the podcast, I know a lot of things about you. <laughs> but for the listeners. And for myself, yep. can you give us a wrap-up of your life from start to now? Oh, that's a big question. I actually did a, did a little talk on last Friday for, a, for another business's staff retreat, and I was asked to tell my story. And I thought it was a very... It's a weird thing to be asked, right? Like, I think we can very quickly just think we're just, u- just usual, just ordinary, um, and we don't really have a story. But I think the cool thing about this platform and about the podcast is I've learned that everyone has a story and everyone has something something to add. So the way I split it up for that conversation was I split it into kind of phases. I think we've all got, we go through phases and, and like life is just like a book and we have chapters. Um, even though a chapter finishes, the characters still remain the same. We still have the same desires and hopes and dreams and stuff like that. So I think obviously growing up, uh, I lived in a very privileged household, very supportive family, uh, three sisters, mum and dad who are two of my most favourite people in the world. So they, I guess, who I am now is because of them and that's a, that's a cool cool kind of way, way to look at it. Um, they, I never really wanted for everything but was always made to work for everything that I wanted and had. So they instilled that kind of work ethic and driving me pretty early on. So, you know, phase one was just growing up and, and starting to figure shit out. Um, phase two, I guess, I kind of call it like my athlete phase, um, or my athlete chapter. Growing up, uh, a footballer, running, those two things kind of you know, shaped my direction from there. Um, managed to spend a few years playing, playing some semi-elite football in the VFL. Um, Prior to that was, you know, playing good local footy and doing some athletics and all those kind of things. So that kind of phase was, was kind of step two and that phase obviously overlapped with the, the uni phase, getting stuck into exercise sport science uh, because like 99% of the people in that course, I like sport yep. and wanted to figure out what I was doing. Um, that that phase was, was kind of an interesting one. There was a lot of... A lot of days not knowing what I was going to spend my life doing and a lot of days unsure as to what the next step was. But I think I learnt after that phase that patience was probably the only thing I really needed because yep. like, I think we've all got our own thing or our own bit of magic to kind of give to the world. So I think if for the people that are struggling with what they want to do, you'll work through it and you'll figure it out. Um, and even when you think you've figured it out, you haven't really figured it out. You're just kind of at that next step. So that chapter um, kind of finished up and, and then kind of rolled into what I would now call maybe my still figuring it out, but more figuring it out while running a business chapter. Yep. Um, so running Virtus Performance. <coughs> um, I, one of the questions that you get asked a lot in life is like, what do you do? Yep. I hate that question <laughs> because... You know, if you say tell someone you're a personal trainer or you're a coach or you're an accountant or you're a teacher, people have a, a preconceived idea of what a teacher is and what mm-hmm. a teacher does. But if you get 10 teachers in a the room, they're 10 individuals and they're 10 different people and 10 completely different stories and and, and bunch of experiences that they bring to, bring to the table. So um, when people ask me what I do now, my answer is I cultivate and empower excellence uh, through teaching uh, teaching our students and mentoring our students and, and coaching our clients um, and through speaking things like, like this and, and like the gig I did the other day and the, our podcast. I think it's just we all, like I said, have that magic to offer. Um, some people who are teachers do it in other ways. Some people who are accountants do it by accounting. And I think when we realise that our story is just as important as you know Brad Pitt's or... 
or, um, or someone else who we all look up to. Um, I can't believe I use Brad Pitt as the example <laughs> of who I look up to. Um, the Ray Dalios and the yeah. Alex Sharfins and those guys of the world. Um, when we realize that, then we can be, and to steal, steal a line from Joe Rogan, we can be the hero of our own story yeah. and we start to, you know, give ourselves the credit we deserve to a point. Mm-hmm. Funny you say that. I just yeah. sent that to a mate Did last you? night. How good that? Because he was like, I need some motivation. I just sent him that YouTube video because it always, always yeah. gets me. Because you're looking at Joe and you're like, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm scared. I don't, and I think like, the one thing I've learned over my, my story is that I still have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. But everyone's like that. Yes. And I think Joe's someone like, you know, of his 1,200 podcasts or whatever he's up to, I've listened to probably 800 of them. He's someone that I resonated with very early on because his beliefs matched up with mine, but his belief in the fact that he doesn't really know what he's doing Mm -hmm. also matched up with mine. And he's someone that we think, we look at, and, you know, we all fall into that trap of looking at people that are successful. And, yes, we're on audio, so I did the quotation mark thingies, the bunny ears. (laughs) Um, But... He's someone we look at as successful. He's got it all figured out. But you know, when you when you listen to him talk, it's just he's just having a crack. Yeah. Um, and I think it's really important for us to do the same thing, mm-hmm. even if we don't have a podcast with you know a hundred million downloads a month or whatever whatever he's up to now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's an amazing YouTube video. Yeah. Everyone should check it out. They should. I'll leave that in the show notes as well. Good. But going back to uh, I guess when you were saying when people say they're PTs, they're they're teachers and stuff like that. Yeah. It's just a title. That yeah. doesn't that doesn't explain who you are. Yeah, hundred percent. I think people can fall behind that, and they when they do introduce themselves and they say, "I am," it's a go-to, right? Yeah, and yeah. then it, it, like you said, it closes off a lot of things. So one of the questions I was actually going to add into my list of questions that I asked people on the podcast Good. was going to be, "Who are you right now?" Yeah, that's cool. What are you doing in life right now? Because it, you can see how people answer. You already answered it, so I'm not going to ask. <laughs> because you, you I've got said, a better answer now. I empower people and yeah. stuff like that. So when people were asking me, "What do you do?" Mm. Or, or "What do you? Where are you at in life right now?" Because even the yeah, question, question of your wrap up, which was the phases, I like that. That's how mm. I explain it as well for myself. Because yeah. we've all got our phases and chapters. 100%. Some people, I wouldn't say define themselves by those things that have happened, but they stay in those. Well, things. That's I who I, I am, do, right? Like, like you've been an elite elite sportsman, right? Like I've got to the cusp of like my dream of playing the AFL. Didn't quite get there. Was never good enough. But I think um, you know that whole. The glory days, the like, you know, we get, you get people who maybe around the soccer club or the footy club for me who, you know, just remember the glory days, yeah. and, and it's just like, you know, I'm what 26 years old at the moment, and if you're going to tell me my glory days are over, like, not a <laughs> chance in the world. Like, things yeah. are just going to get better, yeah. and even though I'm not playing that role anymore, that I'm not playing that like sport at that level. I'm still playing footy, still yeah. loving footy, um, but it's not the bane of my existence like it once was and I think you know if hopefully you know we've got another 50, 60, 70, 80 years of doing cool shit to, to happen if that's the highlight then what's the point point? Yeah. and I think it's really easy for people to fall into that trap mm. um, but you know the highlight's going to be the next cool thing I do yeah. um, and then we, we move on and just because we may not have the same physical attributes we once had um, you know what goes on up top is probably a little bit more important Mm. Anyway, we evolve, we, we grow, do. we get, we have new beliefs, we have new aspirations, and it just keeps growing. And I can definitely relate to that because even even at the soccer club, like for instance, this is my last year. Yeah. Last year, I want to play for all, whatever reasons I've got. But people are like, no, this is you know the time <laughs> when you've got to be playing. Yeah. Like I wish I could still be playing. And it's like, man, if that's your dream, yeah, you do it. Yeah. Like I, I have other things I want to do. Exactly. And that's fine with me. Mm. Uh, I think it was Gary Vee saying the other night, it was like, uh, he's talking to a 22-year-old and he's like, you're 22% through your life. Like, yep. it's not over. You just yeah. haven't figured it out yet. And no yeah. one, like you said, no one has. Like, I'm, look, I feel like I'm doing purposeful work that I'm very fulfilled doing and I'm figuring it out. Yeah. I don't think I've actually got to the, the major thing yet, yep. but it's coming. Yeah. And I've got those, those visions of 10 years, of three years, of five years, but... They could change. Yeah, 100%. And it's listen, all fluid, right? Yeah. And listen to podcasts this morning. It's the same thing. They're saying they can grow and it's okay to do mm. that. You don't have to say, okay, I'm, I'm 16 years old. I want to be a professional soccer player. Then you get to that. Then you might go, that was cool. Yeah. What's the next thing? Yeah. And I think it's understanding that it's, chap- that it's a chapter um, and not, you know, when it's over, it's over mm-hmm. and, and, and being okay with that and, and being 
excited for the next step, yep. um, for whatever that may be, whether it's business or family or, or anything like that. I think if you're if you're unable to to move forward and grow and evolve, um, transcends become one of my favorite words. If you're unable to transcend who you were yesterday, then you know if you're not living, you're dying. If you're not growing, you're dying, kind of thing. So being able to constantly be in the moment and happy with where you are and happy and I don't know if happy is the right word. Happy is a weird word. Um, it's it kind being, of a mix. I know what yeah. you're saying. Like it's a mixture between content but always growing. Correct, correct. You, you're, you're loving what you're doing but with always, you know, working towards that, yeah. that next thing um, because I think that's, you know, that's the spice of life is when we're actually growing, uh, challenging ourselves to, you know, embracing the suck and moving forward because um, I'm sure, you know, we can all look back at the, the hard times and go, yeah, that was, that was an awesome period of growth. Awesome. What inspired you to start Virtus? Um, what inspired me? I think I don't like being told what to do, so I was probably always gonna gonna do my own thing. And you know, I th- I think um, I think my old man running his own business. Um, I saw how hard he worked and how much time he put into that, and how he was able to. Raise a raise a family um, that I'm sure like he could be proud of um, that I'm incredibly proud to be a part of. So that def- that was definitely part of it. Um, I guess growing up uh, growing up an athlete, you know, with running and, and footy and stuff, I was always trying to improve. So you know, having a having the environment, cultivating an environment where that was our goal was just improvement and growth. Um, was something that I wanted. The, you know, there was a, a big chunk of my life where I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. Um, like I said, I still don't really know, but at least now I'm loving it. Like I'm loving every day. Um, so I think it was just a mix of those things, a mix of, you know, fitness, health, um, performance, being big parts of my life, and then, you know, creating a. I was probably always going to have a, a brick and mortar business. Um, having somewhere that's actually a place it's a destination um, that's different to everything else in the fitness industry um, it's, it's a, a real community yeah yeah create like the inspiration was to have a place where people could go and connect and, and do cool shit and, and that wasn't my what I wrote down initially um, it's what it's evolved to being mm-hmm. and I think like the connection is almost more important than the strength conditioning and the and the performance aspect of it um you know and that performance is not just for athletes that's for for life um and i think what it, what it initially wanted to be was we wanted to do fitness the right way um we you know going through that those higher levels and doing a lot of internship internships around elite clubs and a couple of private facilities you realize how backwards a lot of the fitness industry is um, and I'm not the kind of person I try and make sure that if I complain about something I try and do something to fix it so I thought if we can take you know this elite aspect of strength conditioning from say Collingwood Football Club that we spent a lot of time there the education from you know Australian Catholic University when I went to uni um, take the community of a football club and the I guess, need for people to move and grow and connect and, and put it all in one place that can continuously evolve and and improve. Um, all those things were the inspiration to start it. Um, and I think, you know, the, the meaning of Virtus is excellent. So, so that's something that we've been subconsciously chasing for most of my life. And now, now I've, you know, got the word that's kind of the thing I come back to, um, which is, yeah, that's our why. It's just a to empower and cultivate and embrace that word. Yeah. Mm. And it looks like an awesome community. Like I've been there, been to the facility. Yeah. It's a wicked setup. But even yeah. just seeing it on Instagram, checking it out, listening to people that coach there and go there, it's, yeah. it seems like a real family. It's, it's a cool place. And, and, I, and it's, it's awesome that it's, it's almost like transcended being mine now. Mm-hmm. And, and, I'm, and I'm really appreciative of that of that. Um, I want it to be a place where if I didn't rock up for six months for whatever reason it'd still grow yep. um, the clients would still 
reach their goals, they'd hit their targets, they'd be able to improve, you know, the staff would be able to do the same thing um, just in different ways. The team and the community would be able to grow and, and foster its own growth. Um, and it's cool seeing that now, right? Like, I think life's about connection and relationships and when, you know, I see on Instagram or I see videos or, you know, people chatting to me about them catching up with a couple of people from the gym that had nothing to do with any of our staff and, you know, a lot of the friendships that people are keeping now are external to the gym but mm-hmm. because of the gym. Um, and it's just a gym, right? Yeah. Like, it's, it's just four walls and a bunch of equipment. Um, but having se- seeing people connect and create, you know, what you'd, what you'd hope would be lifelong relationships from it, that's almost the best part. Yeah, mm. awesome. What's one profound realisation you've had this year? <clears throat> one profound realisation. I don't know if there's one. I think uh, every new thing I kind of come across, new piece of information um, kind of just adds to my current understanding and experience of how the world works. Um, I think my... My biggest, like, single realisation, and I think I've been working on this realisation for a couple of years, but it's just, it's not about me, and it's never been about me, but it's about how I can best serve the people around me um, and the environments that I'm in. I've, I'm someone that doesn't, sl- doesn't slow down enough, um, so being able to go fast but then take a, take a back seat for, you know, two hours this morning or, or a day here and there or go away or, or something like that to allow the recharge and allow the, um, the, the batteries to, to fill up again, that's been a big realisation for me. Um, and and the, the fact that you don't have to be the same person you were two years ago. Like if, you know, for 10 years of my life, my goal is to play football. Um, and for, for six years of that playing VFL I kind of got to live that, that dream um, not quite at AFL level but I played for the club I grew up following and was coached by some of my favourite players and was able to experience that and I think the biggest realisation and it's probably only been the last couple of months has just been that cool that was an amazing part of my life but mm-hmm. now we're at the next part of my life um, and we don't have to be yeah, like focused on that forever like you know, if I'm like I said before, if I'm still worried about the glory days in twenty, thirty, forty years, then I've done something wrong. Yeah, and I can definitely relate to that. And yeah. it's, it's like you said, it just keeps bringing up stuff for me as well. And I'm just like, it's that consciousness of knowing that that 100%. was that was it was in your life. It taught you what it was. I think it was someone was telling me about get like a different situation, but yeah. getting rid of things in your life like clothes and yeah. stuff like that. It served its purpose. It taught yeah. you what it taught, and maybe it was taught you shouldn't have bought this. <laughs> yeah, Give it away or throw it out. Like, yeah. it, it, not throw out your memories of what you did, yeah. but that's what it was. And yeah. you learnt from it and now you're extending from those lessons to what pur- purpose you want to share. Yeah. And, and I think if you can, you can remove those memories, we can start creating new ones. Yeah. And, um, you know, you don't want to be that guy that just is bitter and old and, <laughs> and, worried and just, you know, upset that everything's not the way it was um, anymore. I agree. What are you most proud of in life? What am I most proud of? I'm proud of the environments I've created um, and cultivated and that whole grass is greener mm-hmm. um, saying the grass isn't greener, the grass is greener where you water it. And I think I'm proud of the time and the effort and the commitment I've shown to people around me, um, places around me, and now I can kind of look back and, like, life isn't about things or places or um, material stuff. It's about the people you get to share it with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even though I don't see a lot of people regularly anymore, um, some, of the, some of the friendship groups I've been able to create and the friendships and the relationships I've been able to create, like, I'm so proud of those people. Um, and it's that, you know, wonderful symbiotic relationship where they help me and I help them. Um, kind of try and look at friendship like a bit of a bank account right like two people open an account together mm-hmm. it's their friendship 
you know, for a period of time, you're both probably chipping, chipping money in, and then for a period of time, someone might need some help. So I might be going through some shit, and you know, I've got to start taking some stuff out, taking some money out, and start spending it, even though while the other person's still putting it in. Eventually, you know, there'll come the time where it, the shoe's on the other foot, and I'm able to put money in. Um, and you know, that whole when you if you want momentum I think if you add it to other people um, it's the best way for you to get momentum and I'm working on my spirituality I'm not the most spiritual person in the world but at the same time I'm incredibly spiritual in certain ways um, mm-hmm. I think I'm when it, when it comes to labelling things I struggle with being spiritual when it comes to just realising that the world is energy and you put energy and you'll get it back at, in some way it won't be the way you think and it won't be the way you expect but You'll be able to get it away. So I'm most proud of Virtus. I'm incredibly proud of that environment, um, but the friendships and the relationships that have come from that. Mm-hmm. Um, proud of my ability to connect with people, and I think that comes from comes from the way I was brought up. Um, it obviously comes from my parents' values and comes from my values. Nice. Yeah. What's the worst thing that has ever happened to you, and how is that the best thing that has ever happened to you? When you send me this question, because <clears throat> most, most of the others was like, oh, yeah, I've got like four, four or five answers to that. This, one, this one's kind of tough because I think, and I like the way you put it, in fact, that the worst things tend to be our biggest, biggest learning curves. Um, Perspective. Yeah, yeah and, I, and I very much buy into kind of the Buddhist philosophy that pain, that pain and, and suffering is an incredibly important part of life and that's how we grow and how we learn. Um, but then you think perspective right like the worst things that happen to me and that worst thing like it's really hard to put a label on the worst thing um, I think the worst like you know the worst things are and there's reasons for it right uh, people passing away and, mm-hmm. and lose, losing people and um, you know losing com- like that ability to have conversations that you'll never get you'll never get that ability back um, and then I look at you know I've had a very privileged privileged life, yeah, privileged life right like all of growing up and things like that. Never really wanted for anything. Like I was made to to work for things, but you know that was an incredibly important lesson that that I was learning throughout that time. I look at you know injuries with footy that you know maybe cost me my chance of playing AFL or um, you know times where in business it was like I don't know if we're going to be able to open the doors next month or you know um, I had a with work, had a um, started with a business partner for the first twelve months. He moved on. Um, I just bought a house. You know, I've, I've been lucky enough to have um, a partner, KP, for the last nine and a half years or so. Um, we've been able to grow up and mature together, which has been super cool. With you know having that support network. So, you know, you say worst thing, and all of those things were difficult. Um, but at the end of the day, they were just like roadblocks or mountains to climb to figure out you know what was next mm-hmm. um, and when you think you know perspective comes into it and I'm, I'm very fortunate to have some people in my life that bring that back to me straight away um, one of the one of the families at the gym at Virtus um, one of their little boys has um, cerebral palsy and you know I think of my worst thing and you know what he's going through on a day to day basis at the moment like you know it's not even not even um, in any way applicable to say that my thing's the worst thing. So, um, you know, we've got one of our uh, one of our clients at the moment it's over in Kenya at a, at a children's um, what are they called orphanage orphanage. Yep. Um, and she's you know sending us videos and photos back of the kids with massive smiles on their faces and stuff like that. And like they're in they aren't don't have all the things that we have. Um, and they don't have all the opportunities that we have. Um, lucky there's some incredible people like Brooke that go over there and, and give themselves to them. So, you know, the worst thing, they're just, they're just learning experiences um, and they're good. Like, it's, it's good. When, it, when, when bad things happen, it's good because mm-hmm. we learn from them, we grow from them. Um, and that, ne- that, I think we need to feel lost and overwhelmed and we need to struggle and we need to have pain um, you know, because then we can understand what it's like to be on the other end of it, and it's just it's just a it's just a passing passing thing that's happening. Um, 
and our ability to show gratitude for the things we do have and perspective for the things that we are lucky enough to not have to endure. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big quote guy. Um, I was saying before, like quotes kind of the scaffolding of how I like to live my life. Like I've got all these quotes that I like to come back to. Um, one of my favorite Marcus Aurelius quotes is, if you can endure it, then it, if, if it's endurable, then endure it. And that's it. Um, yeah. Bad shit's only bad if we look at it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really good mindset and perspective mm. on that. I yeah. like it. And there's some days, some days where the the self-loathing comes in, <laughs> and you and you kind of like, you know, this is the worst. But it's daily gratitude mm-hmm. has helped with that um, exponentially um, perspective, and you know, kind of having a look at we live in, you know, such a privileged part of the world, <clears throat> being in Australia, um, and bad things do happen to good people and that's just the way life life is um but how our mindset changes around those bad things completely determines how we look at life mm-hmm. um and that's just yeah something I'm, I'm working on and you know we never we never get any of this stuff right but um yeah, and it's easy when you when you're not going through really really yeah. tough times <laughs> when, um, when it's all momentum and yeah rising. Yeah. Um, and you know, like some days I'm like far out. Like I don't know how I'm going to pay all these bills, or you know, you know, all there's all like little things add up. But at, in, at the end of the day, when we re- when we're really honest with ourselves, things are never that bad. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's a deep gratitude and a deep perspective on things because, mm. like you said, bad things happen to everyone. Good things happen to everyone. It's just how you see every moment, your perspective yeah. on it is what you're going to get out of it. Yeah, I think everyone suffers and I think our if we can understand that everyone suffers then yeah. we get that perspective straight away. Yeah. Um, and be a lot more empathetic and, and yeah, compassionate towards 100%. everyone. Yeah, and then you can be there for other people. I know when I'm going through my hardest times that if I dive into helping the guys at the gym that seem to be not doing well, um, all the shit that I'm dealing with, you know, dissolves fairly quickly. Mm. Nice. What's the best advice you've ever been given? This is the other, other question I struggled with. <laughs> um, I think, I don't know, it really depends what you constitute as advice. Like, I think... Can be a quote. <laughs> see, see that's, that's, that's what I was thinking. Like, <clears throat> we, we live in a time where information is everywhere. Um, and yes, we've got to discern between the, the good shit and the, and, the, and the mindless stuff. But we can... We can learn off most of, you know, obviously recorded history. We can learn off pretty much anyone from the last four, four to four hundred to a thousand years. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, some of the best what I'd call advice is just some of the books I've read, um, the podcasts I've listened to, the people I've heard from, um, the TED talks I listen to when I should be sleeping, like little things like that. Um, I've kind of got, I've probably got a couple of little ones. Like I was listening to, to a TED talk a couple of weeks ago. I wrote a little blog post on it. It was just be where your feet are. Um, that's something that I can come back to when I'm worried about, you know, a meeting I've got next week or or a bill I've got coming out in a month or, you know, whatever. If I'm coaching, I'm coaching. If I'm doing a podcast, I'm present in that conversation. It's not worried about where you're going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I'm on my phone doing something and someone's sitting next to me, waiting for me to respond to their question. I'm going to be like, what the fuck am I doing? I've got to get that phone and put it away. Um, it's just a presence thing. Um, another one, when I was going through, um, you know, one of the harder times at the gym, um, Greg, who's our physio, one, one of my mentors and, and good friends, he said to me, he said, he just sent me a message and it was out of the blue, but he must have, you know, sent something and he kind of said, um, stop, take a breath and realize how far you've come. And that was really grounding and it was a really cool, like I still remember where I was when he sent it and, you know, um, it was just a stop and I was like, yeah, we're actually doing okay. Um, so I think all those little things are just bits of advice that help you, um, that help you move forward. Um, and I think it's really cool that we can share a quote or, you know, yes, there's the, the motivational shit that, Okay. motivation don't get me started but it's just something that if we're looking for motivation then we're looking for the wrong thing I mm-hmm. think 
So you know, all the fancy motivational quotes um, need to have substance behind it. But it's really cool how some of the conversations I've had, someone can say something off the cuff and it's like, yep, that stuck with me. Um, one of the quotes that we've got written on the gym on the wall is the standards you walk past are the standards you accept. And that's been something that's just been, like it's imprinted into my brain now. Like if I see something that I'm not okay with, um, subconsciously now my brain goes, fix it. So, you know, if I walk past a bit of rubbish on the side of the road, I'm mm. like, I'll walk past it and then go, I'll stop and take three steps back, pick it up, put it in the bin. Like, it's just those little things, um, like those, like you said before, those tangible, actionable bits of advice um, that you're able to do. And, you know, if you're, if you're struggling, just stop, smile and face, face the sun. <laughs> like, that's it. I like it. Yeah. And there's some things in there that I've got to, I'm picking up as well. It's just the standard <laughs> stuff. Like, yeah. exactly like bringing it more home. You don't clean your room. You walk past it and you, yeah. you, you walk out and you go, hang on, I'd feel better about myself if I actually did that. Yeah. It's like, it's like you know, do your best to make the bed in the morning. And I look, I think this morning was the first morning I slept in for a, for a week. <laughs> did, I, did I make the bed? And maybe it wasn't as crisp as it should be, right? Like, um, you know, that's that standard and making sure we tick those boxes. Yeah. Um, one of one of the I'm going to go off on a little bit of a tangent here but one of the guys I follow online um, functional coach Logan Galbridge from uh, Juice Gym in, in the US he's someone that resonate, resonate with on a lot of different things and, and for me it's excellence for him it's hold the standard and I guess the way I'm going to steal one of his little examples that he uses like for me if you close your eyes and think of your favourite animal like picture every little every little detail of that animal um, and then try and draw it. Us, excellence, and that standard is that picture you've got in your head, and our current effort is your drawing, and it's gonna, there's going to be a gap, right? So, you know, the more time you spend working on that effort and improving it and adding to it, and, and you know, and it's a time thing as well. It's, it's time, and the more you chip into it, the better that drawing's going to get and the closer that's going to get to that to that standard or you know that level of excellence I think if we can look at excellence or the standard as something that to be honest we're probably never going to get to but the closer we get the better we get at all different areas of our life Um, and it's important to try and put that mindset into not just work or not just sport but your relationships and your health Mm -hmm. and your wealth and all of the different areas of your life because then you're tipping into you and you know us as individuals we're the most important things in our life because if we don't look after us we can't look we can't do all the other cool shit we want so if we're able to tip in and and do that and chase that excellence and chase that standard then you know eventually we're going to get to a point where we're content we're happy whatever word you want to look at um but then we go through hard shit and it starts all over again yeah that's the cool that's the cool stuff right um we just want to make sure we do cool shit along the way it's all part of the journey. 100%. So what, would you, what advice would you give your 16-year-old self? <clears throat> I, think I, I think it's hard to give your 16-year-old self advice because, you know, 10 years on, you don't, you, you don't know what you don't know. Um, and I think when you know better, you do better. So I would like to become a little bit more self-aware a little bit earlier, but whether I had the uh, <laughs> capacity to do so emotionally, yeah. I probably, probably maybe not. Um, I would like to figure out what my purpose was or what my why was or think about that stuff a little earlier um, but again I probably wasn't at the stage where in my life where I could have I would have liked to work harder um, with my football and things like that but to be honest the level that I worked at was pretty high so whether or not there was, there was more room to grow there um, I guess I'll never know um, yeah, I would have maybe liked to connect with a few more people. Um, but I think it's just don't stress about the future and what you don't have now because it doesn't matter. It's not important. Yeah. Um, just be who you are. And I was, I was, I've always been good at um, being me and not needing to put on a facade or a mask or anything like that for, for anyone else. Um, but I think it's just nailing down, be where you are and who you are and everything else will figure itself out. Mm-hmm. Mm. And how do you think people can become more 
fulfilled in life? It's a hard one, right? Because everyone's on their own path and everyone's on their own journey um, <clears throat> and everyone's trying to figure out what they want. But a, a surface level answer would be um, read, watch and listen. Um, people that you look up to, people that you can learn from and people that you can appreciate. Um, I think... And don't try and emulate anyone else. Um, we are not all unique little snowflakes. We're, we're all humans. We're all pretty much the same. But that magic I spoke about before, that, that gift that we've all got to share to the world, um, everyone's is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And don't, you know, don't feel as though you can't... What was that thing you, sh- you shared that I shared the other day? Do you remember? It was something along those lines. Could, prob- could probably check, but um, I want to be a one story, of wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and I think... I think it's it's the kind of thing where we've all got that magic in us, and it's it's all about you know making sure that we um, here we go do the do the earth a favor don't hide your magic, um, and it's it's finding that so people that are struggling to be fulfilled keep searching for what your thing is, um, and you know your thing when you're 30 is going to be probably possibly different to when you're 40 or when you're 50 or when you're 60, um, and I think it's understanding that time goes by real quick um it i'm only 26 but i like to think that i'm fairly aware that if you don't make things happen life will just happen for you Mm -hmm. um and i think if we want to be fulfilled and find our purpose and find our why and like and all that like that stuff's kind of a bit of a flavor of the month at the moment which is rightly so because it should be um, it should be front of mind. People should be thinking about their purpose. Think, people should be wanting to make an impact and all those kind of things. But that comes from tipping in some effort um, and and tipping in some time to figure out what your what your desires are, what your big hairy goals are, and, and what you actually want to spend your life doing. Um, because it's not an answer that's going to come to you straight away. Um, it's an answer that you'll work on, and I'm still working on. Um, like I still remember. I started a master's degree and got 10 months into it and one night I was sitting there on a Monday, it was a Monday night, it was about 8.40, we finished at 9, um, I was up in the city, I was about to like, have to drive home for an hour and a bit, um, get up and coach at 6am the next morning and I, and I kind of said, this isn't me, like this is not what I want to be doing with my life and, and I was like, why am I doing this course, am I doing, I'm doing it because I didn't really have, not another option, but I didn't have a plan B or a... Mm-hmm. I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I think being, and it sounds a little wishy-washy, but being true to, true to what you want and who you are. Um, and you know, that, I think that comes with self-awareness. So that's a really long-winded way of saying learn more about yourself. Um, and I think we learn more about ourselves by listening, watching, and reading um, what other people who have been through it. Because you know, every mistake you're going to make, someone's already made it. And... It's not to say we're not all going to make mistakes, but if you can learn from someone else's mistake, it saves you the two or three or f- five years that it might take you to make it. Mm-hmm. Mm. There's wisdom yeah. everywhere. <laughs> yeah, Everyone's story. But that, and that's the thing. Like you can learn something from every single person on this earth, um, and we and I, like I find myself doing it as well, right? Like context is a big part of it. Like people who have context are people that we listen to. Um, but sometimes we just need to understand that we can learn something off everyone, right? Like every single one of my clients um, I can learn something from and I, I, I probably used to say it as a bit of an off-the-cuff thing but we, ha- we run a mentorship and internship program at Virtus and it's, you know, it's growing and adapting from a coaching mentorship to a life mentorship. Um, it'll all be based around the coaching forever but diving some into that, some of that meaning stuff is really important for me and at the start of it, since we started three years ago, I've always been like, you know, we'll learn more from you, more from, or more or just as much from you as you learn from us. And I probably used to just say it, but now I truly believe it because, you know, it's the way they might ask one question or it's, you know, the way that um, we might be able to explain something and then we something flicks in our head and we kind of like, yeah, that's actually what I meant. Well, that's, that's where I was headed. Um, and I think having those people around us that, we're trying to teach um, helps solidify what we believe and mm-hmm. where, where we're headed um, and you know you kind of get it from 
talking to some people that are parents that have young kids and their kids say something and they're just like, it floors them, it rocks them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like, that's, that's part of my life I'm really excited for. Not yet, 10, you know, yeah. 10 years or so, but it's like having, having you know, little versions of me and KP to learn from is going to be fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, down the track. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. One thing in, in what you said before was it reminded me of a quote that is, the time's going to pass anyway. Yeah. So when you said that you're either going to sit there and do nothing about it or you're, or you're going to, you know, get out there, have a try, make mistakes and figure it out along yeah. the way, the time's going to pass anyway. Yeah. So you might as well figure it out and, and try and do things to find that thing. Well, I've got, yeah, like that brings like two quotes, right? Everyone's seen the Jim Carrey like, um, graduation speech that he does yep. back at his... Um, back at wherever he went to school and it was just like you can fail at the things you don't love so you may as well have a crack at the things you love um, but I was on, on the way up here today I was listening to a podcast um, who was it Lewis Howes and Jesse Itzler okay. um, Jesse Itzler has some really cool um, theories on time like he just, just just turned 50 and stuff like that one of the things that he said that kind of grabbed me was you know if you have a kid now in 10 years they're going to be 10 yeah. you could start anything you wanted to do as like a little hobby or side project and be pretty much an expert by the time your kid's 10. Like if you want to start piano, if you, you know, jump into piano for a few hours a week, every week until your kid's 10, you're going to be mm-hmm. a fucking good piano player, right? <laughs> Jiu-jitsu, whatever, like writing, reading. Um, and I thought that was a really cool thing that yes, time is going to pass anyway. So we may as well be focusing on goals and people go, oh, I don't want to have a three-year goal or a five-year goal or a 10-year goal and that's okay, but in three years or five years or ten years, maybe you'll look back and go, oh, I wish I really mm-hmm. set a goal or things like that. Um, you know, it's t- like, do you, do you want to be in the same position you are now? That's, that's my in, biggest fear. In three years maybe. or in five, yeah. in ten years? Yeah. I don't know about you, but I want to be growing <laughs> and evolving and, and yeah. doing more. And it comes back to what contribution do I want to have? 100%. What fun do I want to have? And how do I want to be living my life? And it's yeah. like, if it's the same, look, I'm not saying I don't have a great life. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I make the most of it, yeah. um, of everything that I've got and the people in my life. But, yeah, there's definitely, yeah. not that I need more in terms of materialistic stuff, but it's like, you want to be doing... You still want to grow, right? Yeah, and have more fulfillment, more experiences yeah. and memories. You, like, you can play a video game, right? But if you play the same level over and over <laughs> again, you're going to get sick of it pretty quick. Like in Mario, you've got to get the mushroom to get bigger and jump on correct, the pole. Correct, But I'm not saying go do <laughs> mushrooms to get to the next level. <laughs> hey, who knows? That could it's get, a metaphor. That might get you to the next level. It, uh, look, I don't recommend it. Uh, oh, look, I'm not recommending it. I'm not saying that I've done it to recommend, <laughs> but um, you figure it out the way you've got to figure it out. <laughs> Good for me. <laughs> if this was the last time you seen me and yep. I asked you to teach me something tangible that I can use every day in my life to improve my life, what would you teach me? Give me some context. What what holes do you feel that you need to fill? Because I guess this is something that, as a coach, I I'm lucky enough to be able to, and hopefully it's not a the last time you see me, but I'm able to find little things that may help um, people improve consistently for the rest of their life. So, give me some context. What what areas of your life do you feel as though you need help with? Me personally, right now, is relaxing yep I feel like I'm always on the go doing a yep. hundred things would be uh, self-belief yeah uh, especially having a lot of things on the go you kind of yep. stretch and you go 100%. can I do all this That's just, there's still those little blocks there yep and then I'd probably say how can I look after myself more cool well I've got in th- terms of yeah. physically eating wise yeah physical wise hundred percent um one of, the, one of the things we use at the gym, uh, it's called the Holistic Wellness Scale, right? So it's, it's, it's a big thing, but it's something that you can check in on once a month or whatever and see how you're going. It's 10 areas of your life, so I'm probably going to miss one, but there's food, nutrition, hydration, training and movement, sleep quality, sleep quantity, working in relaxation, um, stress, time management, and energy levels. I think that's 10. If it's not, I apologize. It's a nine-point scale now. <laughs> um, and it's basically you rate each one of those right now where you're at, be really open and honest, and you rate it out of 10. 10 being perfect, where you, where you want to be, and you know, you're know never really going to reach perfect. It's like that drawing in your head from before, but um, you know you, you want to get close to that. Mm-hmm. One being shit out, <laughs> and, and, and you rate where you're at. For the ones that 
I'm a big believer that if you want to improve all areas of your life, focus on one at a time. Um, otherwise, you know, you're just going to fall short in a bunch of different areas. But if you get one right, then you can move to the next one. Um, for the ones that aren't quite where you want them to be, so you might have sleep at a three and, and like for you, it might be relaxation working in um, and time management, right? Um, we've got a bunch of different activities we do for, for those, but it, it'll be like, what are two action points you can take right now that will improve those two things between now and next time I see you? And I might see that person the next day. Yeah. Like, what's something you can do over the next 24 hours? And for, you know, for each one, they're going to have something that they can do and it, uh, make sure that it's it's uh, measurable um, and make sure that we can understand we can understand what they actually need to do because I think one of the biggest reasons why people don't achieve their goals is they don't set themselves up, up for success and they don't actually know how to succeed mm-hmm. so well know, they don't know what success is to them exactly well. right because success is one of those weird words that we chuck in quotation marks that everyone's got their own version um, so for example yeah if it's if it's relaxation um it might be, I want you to meditate for 10 minutes each day. But usually I'll put it on them to think of something. Um, and if they're really struggling, I'll give them something. So just meditate, 10 minutes. Download the Calm app, spend 80 bucks on it for the year because when we've got a little skin in the game, we're a little bit more likely to actually do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Get, um, our, get our money's worth. 100%. And I think, I think there's an important, you know, there's important psychology around putting money into something. Um, which is why people commit to unis. uni, right? Like, yeah, uni is expensive and, and things like that, but it makes you go for four, for four years of your life. So and it, it teaches you to, to show up consistently. Um, so there's, there's your one action point. Do that for the next 24 hours. So it's, it's not about one big thing that's going to change your life. It's about focusing on the little things. Um, so be trialing different things as well. Yeah, trialing different things, but focus on one at a time. Yep. Or two at a time or three at a time. So for example, if yours is time management and meditation, it might be, okay, for the next week, you're going to meditate once a day for 10 minutes. And if you fuck up, if you miss a day, it doesn't matter. Tomorrow, you've, you have another shot. Um, we've got a saying at the gym, never miss a Monday. If you miss a Monday, bad luck, never miss a Tuesday. Like, yep. just, just rock up the next day. If you do seven of those in a row, cool, we're back to never miss a Monday. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. Everyone, like, life happens. Um, and I think if you structure your life like, I have to do this this day, and then you don't hit it, and you're just like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, it's like the diet thing, right? We eat something shitty. We go, oh, I may as well just load up today. Um, second one for time management would be, uh, do you know how many hours there are in a week? Nope. 168. So there's 168 hours in the week, every week. Um, so people will go, I don't have enough time or I can't fit it in or whatever. Um, yes, that's like I believe that's bullshit. And I, I believe that everyone has heaps of shit to do. But you look at the most successful people, again, I use that word, but you look at the people you look up to the most, they've all got 168 hours. They find a way to make it work, so you've got to find a way to make it work. And I tend to find it's a pri- it's, it tends to be priority-based. So we've got a little activity. Um, for the guys listening at home, if you've got a piece of pen and a piece of pen a piece of paper and a pen <laughs> write 168 hours down and then put down all the shit that you spend your time doing so you might go sleep I want to sleep 8 hours a night 40 hours so you're down to 128 work I might sleep 40 hours so you go drop it down whatever 100 down to 88 is that right? yeah um, and you just <laughs> who knows anyone's good at quick maths um, and you basically <laughs> put all the things down that you want to be doing yep um, and you go from there yep. and you'll end up with somewhere between 0 and 20 hours um, some people have more some people have less left over and you'll be like what, do you, what else do you do I'm like that's all I do where are those extra 20 hours going so you start to become a little bit more aware of your time and how you're spending your time um, to a, be more purposeful to, and yeah, intentional exactly, exactly right yep. so and it doesn't mean you have to be busier it just means that if you're like for me I try and structure my diary so that I'm tipping into my cup as well as um, you know working out and working and doing all that stuff so if I've got an hour booked for reading or if I've got an hour booked for like I call it Wallace time if I've got an hour booked for me that hour gets done like yeah. we need I think we need to be more uh, protective of our time um, I am starting to get better at it I'm one that I find it hard to say no but I think that if we are able to say no then we can be more intentional with what we say yes to um, and if you're, if that 168 hour, like it's called 168 hour rule, um, something we've used for my, with my clients for the last five years, if that's not working, go really micro and 
and chop up your week into 15-minute blocks and start on a Monday morning. By yeah. like 10 a.m. on a Monday, you're probably going to be really annoyed at yourself because you're like, I don't use my time as efficiently as I could. Um, yeah, so I think for, you know, the one tangible thing is just, is an activity that, that shines light on what's going on in your life. Um, yeah. I reckon that's a great, that's a yeah. great tangible tool that anyone can use. Yeah. Because I think it's something that always in the back of everyone's mind is that how can I optimise my time and be more intentional to do... Maybe they're doing what they're doing, like we were saying before. Yeah. They're doing something, but they're not fulfilled or happy. Maybe they yeah. need to, let's say, have a morning routine of 15 minutes of just meditating. Perfect. Tick, tick that off. And, like, it, you know, I don't really have any non-negotiables in my life. Like, I understand that life's fluid and things happen, but you need to have the things you can come back to when things aren't going well. So would you say that that you've got your standards... Yeah. The non-negotiables aren't those standards, or it's um, just you I hold those standards high, but yeah. you understand that hey, I'm. Look, human. I, I want to write my daily gratitude every day, right? Like that's if I said it was a non-negotiable, and you know, I missed two days this week. I had, you know, fifteen hours um, at work on a Monday on Monday, and I just didn't have time to grab my diary and stop and sit and think for a second. I wasn't able to be present in writing that. If it was a non-negotiable for me, then I would feel real shit about myself. Yeah. But if I was able to accept that I didn't do it, move on, um, Tuesday I said I'll be better. And I fucked up on Tuesday, right? I didn't do it on Tuesday <laughs> either. But yesterday and today, knocked over my gratitude. I feel fine, right? Lucky, well, that's exactly <laughs> it. Like, I'm not, like, kicking myself while yeah. I'm down um, because I missed something like that. Um, i got another tangible thing for, for you guys to do. Like, it's called the, the life list. So write down all the shit that you love to do. Write down another list of all the stuff you're actually doing. Mm-hmm do your best to make sure those lists are the same. Like the second one should be like the first one. Yep. Um, happiness is one of those things that everyone's chasing in their own different way. Um, but if you can f- actually go, these are the things that make me happy, these are the things that fill my cup, these are the things I love to do, then do them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, The rest of the stuff will figure it out. And yes, you've got to go to work and yes, you've got to do this, but find a job that you like to do <laughs> and then, then it fills your cup, even yeah. the days that are hard. Love it. What's most meaningful to you in life right now? People. Um, people and, and my connections with those people. So I think I kind of I struggle. I'm a, I'm a very extroverted person um, most of the time, but then there's like a 30 to 40% of my life where I'm like, I need to be by myself and I need to, you know, I'll get home from work some days and I'll be coaching all day and, and you know be super up and about and they'll get home and I'm like I can't talk yeah. <laughs> I just have no interest in talking and it annoys the hell out of KP and I'm just like I, can't, I just can't um, so I think for me it's, it's connection and people but also understanding that some of that connection is with me mm-hmm. um, and you know 30 to 40% of my life I need to be focusing on me and I need to be diving into me because that allows me to be my best self for those people around yeah. me um, and you know like you said, fill your cup. Yeah. You can't pour into anyone else if you don't have any water. Correct, correct. Uh, um, there's gin in my cup. Yeah. Um, but I'm, like, I'm incredibly fortunate to have the people in my life that I do. And you know, that's what's most meaningful to me is all of those relationships and cultivating those relationships. Um, and you know, reconnecting with people that I may have not given enough time or energy to. Um, but on, like, with that comes needing to um, what's, what's the best word to say this that doesn't sound like I'm being a dick is <laughs> um, time to kind of cut people off yeah. and not cut people off and like fuck you I'm not talking to you anymore but just be like you know what like I've and because I think we've all had or got those people in our lives that we think we're going to get along really well with forever and, and you know we keep tipping into the relationship and then maybe they're not tipping in back and it's just a, you know they're those people that call us when they need something but not call us in the, in the way they need something like knowing that they'd be there for you if you if you ask it so I think it's like it's kind of threefold tipping into the people that you love tipping into me and then knowing when it's time to move on from certain relationships yeah yeah I agree what impact do you want to have on people and the community and the world uh whew, what impact that's a big word um what impact I want I want to help people to live their best life, live a life worth, worth living. And I think if I can do that, and how I do that will probably change. Like right now, um, 
it's you know through the podcast and through coaching and through teaching and, and things like that um, part of me wants to do it on a bigger and bigger scale part of me wants to center in on the on a small scale and, and really add value to a, to a few people but I think if I continue to do things that I love to do continue to fill my cup that'll give me the energy and purpose to make that bigger impact mm-hmm. whatever that may be so yeah I know, impact's a tough word but um, and for me it's building context for the people that I want to help um, because if I'm just talking about myself all day every day they're probably not going to listen <laughs> um, so, so it's finding ways to add value to those guys um, impact on a big scale or impact on a little scale is just adding value it's just doing finding ways to help people with whatever they need help with um, and so, you know, that's sometimes it's uh, right person wrong, wrong time um, so it's yeah it's hard because you know I think if I can keep on I guess working on my message and what my message is um, and growing that and adapting it and, and transcending the previous message with a better message then I'll be able to make an impact um, I think it's being okay with the fact that it'll take time um, and it, it will not, will never be on the scale that I want it to be. Yeah. What does it mean to be conscious? What does it mean to be conscious? Good question. What's your definition of conscious? Self-awareness. Yeah. Yeah. Conscious being awake. Yeah. Uh, and I don't <laughs> like to say hashtag woke um, or woke S- AF. Yeah. Super woke. But um, well, yeah. <laughs> it's just super woke. Um, I'm not going to steal that for the podcast. Do it. But um. I, I yeah I feel self awareness yeah being it's aware a, like of I really like when you when you when you post up the first like with a name I really like the name because being conscious um, for me is just understanding who you are what you are why you do the things you do um, and then understanding that that's part of it but then you've you've got to try and understand how the rest of the world works mm-hmm. um, being Conscious is being receptive to change, um, being able to deal with criticism and feedback and negative feedback um, because these are the things that help us grow and learn. We all get stuck into the um, stuck into conversations where we don't actually add any value and all we do is just say nice things and that we don't really believe and, and, and do things because we think other people want to do it and I think being conscious is waking up in the morning going to bed at night and doing whatever the fuck you want to do in between <laughs> yeah love it do you have any other anything else you want to leave with any, everyone the listeners any tips any tips any other messages uh, you do you <laughs> is a simple one um, don't try and be someone else because you know they're already doing it um, whatever that Dr. Seuss quote, quote is about no one will ever be you or than you is a cool one um, and I think again one of the quotes on my walls on, on my wall on the walls at the gym um, is excellence is not, a ha- not an act but a habit um, habits for me if you don't own your habits then your habits will own you um, I just mix two quotes into one but um, <laughs> it is now Lockie's yeah, quote <laughs> and yeah understand that you know You've just got to, like, it's all up to you. Um, you're in charge. You are the, the driver of your life. So if you want something, do it. If you don't want something, remove it. Um, you know, find those little habits that are going to help you get to where you want to get to. Um, and, yeah, just make. And I think for me and for a lot of people, we get to where we want to get to by making the others around us better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that's that's what, how I want to live my life. I want to be making the people around me better because that just helps me improve. Yeah. Love that. Be a conscious creator. We're always Good. creating, but be a conscious creator. Spot on. Where can people see more of your stuff, follow the podcast and listen to the podcast? Yes. And uh, you as well. Yeah, and, the me. and me talking shit. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so my Instagram is just at the excellence coach. Um, Virtus performance on Instagram, Virtus podcast on Instagram. Um, all the links if, are pretty much on there. Yeah, all the, all the links, all the links are on there. If you if you click on the link, it's a link to another l- bunch of links. 
Yeah, it's um, a link so tree there's one. so many yeah, links. Same, same with us. Link, the link tree link one. Link tree there. is a dream. <laughs> um, but uh, vertusperformance.com, if anyone's around Mornington, stick your head in, come hang out. Um, yeah, I just we're just trying to do cool shit with cool people. Um, I think life's just a big, big period of time where we do heaps of cool shit and then we die. So, you know, I think if we if we can collaborate, if anyone wants to collaborate, anyone wants to have a conversation on, on the Virtus podcast, um, anyone wants to train, anyone wants to be better, then then hit us up at Virtus. Um, yeah, that's it. Love it, man. Good well, for you. Thank you so much. It's an absolute pleasure. It has been amazing. It's been too long. Yeah, One. 100%. Um, but we'll definitely do it again soon. Can't yeah. wait to be back here and in among... You'll still be far away, but... Oh, mate, I'll, come, I'll come up travel. again. Good from you. Excellent. All right, man. Take care. Peace. Love your work. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen in on our conversation. Thank you for listening, guys. If you, uh, if you enjoyed me being interviewed, then you're a special, special human. Uh, <laughs> Looking forward to next week when I can get someone epic on this one rather than just me. Uh, I'd like to thank all you guys for listening. If you are enjoying the podcast, please share, subscribe, do all that kind of stuff. Be amazing.